Welcome to Fashion Forum, a podcast brought to you by the British Fashion Council. I'm Caroline Rush, Chief Executive. Today we bring you a series of conversations highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but also the broader creative community, all of whom play a vital role in our industry's culture and reputation, promoting British creativity on a global scale. quick introduction on the three of us and our sort of um and our common ground I guess is you know obviously you know we all grew up in very different places I guess we've been attracted to very similar things as far as like street style and culture and skating and surfing and music and um all that good stuff and you know obviously both of you are contributors to ID as well um and have and we've been working together recently so yeah it's just really good to sit down and have a conversation about what what street style and street culture um mean to us today really um obviously in the midst of this kind of global pandemic and what have you so yeah i mean from my side like i you know i grew up i was born in belfast and grew up in the 80s and 90s in northern ireland and um you know i I got into skating and surfing when I was kind of like 12, really, um, 11, 12, moved to the north coast of Ireland. and um, You could surf in Ireland? There's really good surf in Ireland, yeah. It's cold. And um, yeah, so that was, so, so my experience is the 90s, which is obviously very different from your guys' experience. You're much younger than I am. So, um, so yeah, I was kind of a north coast of Ireland, late 90s, you know, hip-hop punk skating and surfing a lot of like american culture was kind of a big influence on us at that time and and what about you evan you grew up in hawaii yeah i grew up on the north shore of oahu um till i was like 18 and then i moved to la for four years and now i'm in new york kind of i guess but this whole pandemic thing it feels like i haven't really lived in new york yet but um yeah my whole family's still in hawaii um, my dad makes surfboard fins for a living. So like growing up in Hawaii, obviously surfing was such a big part of our family and it was a thing to do instead of like, you know, going to the public park, we'd go to the beach and, um, yeah. there was a skate park built like literally across the street from my house and then started doing that and then completely forgot about surfing for like a couple of years and just went straight to the skate park after I was done with school or even before school. But, I mean, I was homeschooled, so it was like I could kind of create my own schedule. So it was nice. I learned time management pretty early on. So Yeah, I mean, homeschooling is obviously something that's become pretty relevant in 2020, right? So, And what about you, Jordan? You're a London boy. Yeah, kind of. I was going into London. I grew up just outside in a small town called Amptill. Um, And then when I was like 18, 17, 18, 19, um, got an internship, which saw me work at the Bape store and work on stuff to do with Pharrell and Nigo and and, uh, at this place called A Number of Names, where we kind of looked after a bunch of brands. And that was kind of my first introduction into like fashion and stuff. I didn't really have much of a, all I really did growing up was scroll the internet and look at images of Pharrell and and watch yeah, yeah. clips videos and just be on YouTube apart from that and playing football so that's really all I had in terms of like I remember having to have to like 
go onto my computer and have like a dial-up connection where it was like, like that. There were my first internet days, really, to be honest. And then, yeah, I just, I just kind of like not fell into it. I was, I, I really wanted this position as an intern, and I was just emailing, emailing, emailing till I got in there, you know, and just forced my way in. But yeah, that's kind of, I kind of tripped into it. Really, I knew I wanted to do something with in fashion i didn't know what at the time so i was just kind of doing something to to fall into it and then now it happens to play into it that i am now creative contributor for stussy and i've been there for for three and a half four coming up four or five years now i think i can't it's yeah. gone so fast yeah. but yeah i got bored into the situation was just doing lookbooks and uh brought in by my good friend tremaine and yeah just like helping out at the start and then figured out a position and was like guys I can do this and this and then yeah and then I'm that's kind of where I'm at now with it you know it's like it's a blessing it's I, I don't ever have to be in an office I work from home and it's good and obviously skateboarding is at the core of our brand and Sean started this uh, back in the in the 80s and 90s you know so for me to be able to carry this legacy on now is 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 uh is a beautiful thing and all yeah. of our worlds cross over you know it's like i met evan i don't even know i honestly i can't even remember when i meet half the people but we're all connected in the same way you know it's like obviously you grew up surfing and skating in an island and and uh now evan's like a pro skateboarder and i work for the, one of the biggest skateboard brands in the world so we're all connected you know yeah and that's what i'm really interested in especially like what we sort of study at id magazine is really this kind of like idea of like human instincts and how we sort of and how we do kind of all become attracted to each other from di from different places in the world it's sort of like this global message but what's what's really like a big part of my story is that idea of like how skating and surfing sort of like led me to fashion you know which is obviously the same for all of us really right it's kind of like you know, I was really, that's when I first really started getting into my own street style was like in the 90s with like, it was very baggy, you know, and um, and then it's funny how that how that sort of evolved us all into working in the fashion industry, because fashion wasn't necessarily always about that. It wasn't always about street culture. And and then ID was kind of the, the forefront of that, like early 80s, like you said, like Stussy's like started in 1980, ID started in 1980, and it's kind of like this new um you know this new moment that's just evolved out of that and now we're like 40 years later and a lot of us are really kind of inspired by the same stuff for me for me stuff. such a, an interesting thing was that my first initial like initial um input into this whole like uh this world was music related you know it's like i wouldn't even be an wouldn't even be interested in anything that i was doing right now if it wasn't for music like if yeah. if uh, NERD and Pharrell and Tyler didn't have a sound, I wouldn't. And then the fashion is almost like a second leg to it. You know, that's like how I came into yeah. it. Like the music and yeah. fashion obviously go hand in hand, but it's just funny to see like that I work so heavily with, with clothes and, and garments. And then now I've just moved back into like a, a music aspect it's like funny yeah. that they, they both go hand exactly. in hand and i think that's what's really important that fashion isn't the reference it's got to be like the music and the culture and the art and 
obviously like the street style is what really kind of energizes all of us i guess in a way who who was who was the first people within music when you were seeing when you was younger alistair and you was like it was like okay the fashion and the music was there was who give me like a a standout act or person i mean for me like yeah I, you know i'm older than you guys so it was more like biggie and tupac and like you know i was really obsessed with like west coast you know and it's so i mean it couldn't be much further from like you know i was on the north coast of ireland and i was kind of dreaming of like west coast california you know like the surfing skating music all that culture and we used to like yeah and and also like like Evan was saying, where he grew up, the North Shore, like I, you know, I used to watch those um, surf videos of the North Shore, like on repeat on our VHS, you know, we'd all like, we'd all get together when there was no waves and sit and, and watch surf videos from the North Cor- the North um, Shore of Oahu and just like on repeat, you know, we only had a few DVDs that like, a f- not even DVDs, we had a few VHSs then. It wasn't like today when you can literally like just go online and get so immersed in whatever culture you're into. Like we really had to seek it out, you know? Yeah, totally. Like someone catches an insane wave at Pipeline, you'll see it on Instagram like five minutes later already uploaded. Yeah. Or someone's even live as like a photographer in the water, like live on Instagram while they're getting the waves. Which is, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Funny. It's incredible. I remember when I first went to Hawaii, I couldn't believe how small that beach was because... I had grown up watching it like on VHS over and over and over again. And to me, like the beach was going to be like enormous and like, you know, it was just, it was just a very different physical experience than it was watching the videos, you know? Yeah, totally. I think, I think so as well. Like if I didn't grow up there, I would have thought the beach was a lot different because you would think the beach and the sand would be way farther out, but it's literally not that much sand next. Like yeah, the houses are about to actually even go in onto the beach and they're just eroding and eroding every year because the waves are like getting closer and closer but yeah i think i grew up the furthest thing away from what you guys are talking about i literally i was like dude my my childhood was so like black and white like council estates and and like and like it sounds (laughs) your childhood sounds so nice like I mean, but so, but so was mine. I think we were just, I was dreaming of Hawaii and like the West Coast of America, but that doesn't mean that I was there, you know, it was like, it was more like a fantasy. Like we were literally like skateboarding on like gravel car parks and like, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very different experience than what the kind of, what the fantasy is of where you want to be, you know, and, and obviously like, as well as kind of americana and like hip-hop and surfing and skating from the west coast of america i was also really into kind of like punk and like grittier stuff that was coming out of london as well you know so it was a bit of a mix of those two things plus you know in ireland it's like it's gray it's rainy it's kind of a little bit oppressive in that sense you know so you know the water's freezing cold so like of course like it's a very different experience than like warm water surfing or whatever did anyone ever try to imitate anyone growing up? For instance, for me, it was like I started at Eminem and I dyed my hair and I got, a, I got, I made my mom shave my hair and dye my hair. I, we won't find any photos. Um, and then I had a huge Eminem eight mile phase. I think that was honestly my, my first phase. And then it went into Pharrell and I would just like try and get enough money to buy like 
a hundred pound t-shirt because that's how much they were at the time and then I moved into Odd Future when I was like early like late teens yeah you've got it you've got it tatted I just I just noticed actually last time I was with you I mm. know it's it's such it's such like a when I, when you think about it that you now I am that the person I am and I'm got the mindset I'm in it's like it's such an interesting idea how like people across the world can encapsulate you and put you into like a certain box and then you can thrive. Think how many great things have come from, I'm going to say it again, but from Pharrell and NERD. It's like you have now one of the biggest musicians in the world in the form of Tyler, the creator and the internet and and uh, Matt and Sid and, and all of these great things. And that for me was something growing up where I could really sink my teeth into and honestly shout out the internet because the internet has its ups and downs and in 2020 it definitely have has its downfall but growing up I think I used it in such an organic way where I, all I was doing was taking positives from it you know it's like yeah and that's and that's what it's all about for us right is like like the idea of like connection and communication and like connectivity in 2020 is all about this you know I mean we're sitting here now in different places in the world all talking to each other like you know that's what's kind of incredible about how the world has changed in a way and it's like yeah we do have we have to lean into the positive aspects of like what the internet and social media and all that stuff does as well for us and do you think that's got anything to do with how British street culture certainly like in the last 10 years is sort of almost like melded into like a gro- a global sort of point of view. Mm. I think for me in terms of like street culture and style all I really saw because growing up in the countryside all I really saw was is if we're going to talk about style is like football-esque stone island cp like direction. It's like my 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 family are a big Chelsea fan so I would just see like like Adidas shoes and and uh stone island jackets that's kind of really the only that's like so british yeah it's like such yeah. a british thing like that's really what i kind of see and growing up i didn't even i didn't pay much attention to it because i was just trying to wear ice cream shoes and and bbc tees like i really didn't take part in it but now i can understand it and now i see that and that's kind of where it's at for me evan where what did you see how was that for you? Were you just wearing swim shorts twenty four seven? It's funny because like up until I started skating, I was living in board shorts and slippers or like just barefoot constantly. So and like when I found skating, obviously I skate with shoes on, and then I got into shoes and I looked down on my feet and I'm like, okay, I like these the way they look above my face and like skating on the side and like looking at them differently and like getting into vans and then getting into DCs and like. I started dressing up a lot more after I found skating because it was just like how my favorite skaters were dressing and it was weird like how how are you wearing pants it's Hawaii like all my friends are like skating in board shorts and I'm like just like like the sick style you know like I really forgot I had the biggest DC echo phase of my whole entire life i just forgot okay okay i used to beg my mum for for a baby blue echo tracksuit and i had these lime green dc shoes because i was so into uh what's robin big black's skating program that they had 
They used to have, uh, not the barracks. What's, they used to have a TV program and I was just infatuated with that. Like that was really it. So I used to wear DCs and Echo tracksuits. I, I definitely had a DC shoe company phase. I remember like late, probably like 97, I had like blue suede DCs and I used to wear like huge bright red pants, like the baggiest trousers I could find and like like day glow stripey tops and all that kind of stuff you know now I only really wear black clothes but like in the 90s like yeah it was all about like really big really baggy really colorful with like your blue suede dcs on it's like so funny and what influence what influences you guys now because for me personally I go in and out of less like trends but more ideas you know it's like I might be influenced by by films or like or my pit, like some of my friends, or I actually don't care about anything else apart from comfort. Like I yeah. don't care about I don't care about shoes. I don't really care about like colors. All I really care about is silhouettes and comfort. You know, it's like pattern, like materials. More importantly, it's like I remember seeing in the New York Times recently. It was like, oh, coronavirus has destroyed formal wear and like fashion to a certain point. And I'm like, hundred percent, it has. But at the same time, I've really been wearing trackies and slides for like the past four years of my life. You know, it's like yeah, and also it, it's destroyed like the it's destroyed the kind of conventional vision of fashion. But I think that's got nothing to do with what we're into anyway. You know, I think like I've been. I mean, the last six months I've been wearing slippers because I like haven't been out. So it's like I I'm all into comfort. You know, I've just been wearing sweats and slippers and. You know, I wear slippers I, and I wear slippers to the club. I wear slippers to DJ and like I literally yeah, wear Birkenstocks yeah. and 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 Yeezy slides to go DJ and like all the time. Yeah, I mean, as much as it's about comfort, it's also people like to dress up even if they're not going anywhere. I think that also is another form of comfortability is them like feeling good and you feel good in your tracksuit and you feel good in your slides, but some other people might want to dress up going to the store or like exactly and and also because everybody's on instagram all the time so it's not like people are still on display like that's what it's about you know what i mean and that's always been what street culture and fashion has been about it's kind of like whether you're peacocking or whatever you know what i mean it's like trying to like just make yourself feel and look as good as you can really you know so I don't, yeah, I don't think like in this last period of COVID, people have kind of given up on themselves. I think it's just, you know, like you're saying, it's just like we want to be comfortable, but we still want to wear the right stuff, you know? And, and I definitely think because of social media, we're all connected so much more than ever anyway. And, you know, and I, I think that's why, you know, the idea of globalization has happened because we're all so connected wherever we are. So I think you can't really necessarily put your finger on like what is american street culture what is british street culture what's japanese street culture like etc etc because i think we're all experiencing a lot of the same things because of social media i th- yeah but i think you say that though but in terms of like number one i think new york for me is when i visited there has the most like people express their self i never i haven't been to japan so like it, my my this comment will come with like a pinch of salt but <laughs> new york for me was for like bro 
every single person dresses differently in that place. Like, yeah. literally yeah. all kids. Like, you have some goth vibes, some real skater kids, some like some like kids in suits and ties and Fred Perry's. But then at the same time, I say all this. Um, I honestly think most style comes from the UK. It's like the kids in kids in. Uh, in Europe, I think it, it drips out of the UK and into the rest of Europe. And I can see so much influence throughout the rest of the world that comes through um, from the UK. You know, it's like, think how big the punk scene was and think how big like yeah. tracksuits yeah. are now in the UK. And it's like, I spend a lot of time in France and I spend a lot of time in Europe. And most of the kids in Europe wear Nike tech fit sweatpants and yeah, sweat yeah. tops with asics and side bags and like that's such like an english thing to do you know and i think yeah and especially yeah. in new york i was like i, I don't want to put them in a box but i feel like uk kids and uk culture has the biggest influence over ev- anyone else i think yeah i think it goes two ways as well obviously with the you know the new york kind of if you think about north face and all that but i think um but for, yeah, first of all, you got you have to go to Tokyo. You're gonna like your your mind will be blown. I mean, like when I go to Tokyo, I end up like buying all these clothes that like I think I'm gonna wear that I never wear because it's just like too much, you know. But I, it's there's something about Tokyo that just makes me want to shop and like buy tons of things. I'm just so, so inspired by the street style there. But I think like as you said, what's come out of the UK is like so powerful because it is like the punk scene, the ska scene, the skins, like all like all of this these different kind of like um cultures that were very very precise about like you know if you're a punk you look like this you know if you're in the sky you look like this if you're a mod you look like this and like this is like 70s and 80s and it's still it's still as strong as that today because as you said it's like people really in london especially people do really kind of like go for it like this is what i'm about and this is my identity you know and i suppose that's what that's what fashion and street culture is about it's about identity isn't it i also find it super interesting how certain trends come around and people always be like oh what's next and and it's also interesting to see kind of who has the biggest play in that it's like for example for example louis vuitton and v just released their their uh their new collection and it was heavily influenced by like mods and punks you know it's like with all the colorways and and um and i was like yeah it's it's super interesting to to be able to see that and like where they have trend for forecasts and it's like how can you even have a trend forecast when there's like it's made by the streets you know it's like yeah everything's influenced by people that like normal people it's not influenced by like a designer you know it's like influenced by the kids that are just wearing it on the streets and it's just interesting to see how how fashion houses take that and then try to have a trend forecast and and it's always an interesting like factor to see how it comes out but the last louis vuitton show i think was one of my favorite it had so much stuff in there and so much so many good references to mods and punks and yeah yeah and then yeah that was that was one of my favorites that i've seen within fashion at the moment but like you said like the opposite happens of what i mean in a way i think the consensus is usually that like the fashion designers sort of influence 
and trickle down into like high street and the street and stuff but it's quite the opposite isn't it like you said it's like it's the it's the kids that influence the designers mm. it's like on all of the mood boards in every fashion house there's probably that i know for a fact there's there's photos of my me and my friends and evan and xyz and like it's just like how it goes you know it's like it it really comes from 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 the people yeah because that's also the most if you want to be connected to what's going on right now then that's what you've got to look towards you can't just kind of invent it you've got to literally be like plugged into what's happening on the streets so but it's nice so i think i think for the time that we're in you know i think that vintage and and uh stuff that's upcycled is going to be very important moving forward. I would personally like to see more houses um fashion houses using upcycled materials in in their collection, you know. It's like I remember Off-White used some with uh with Shane one time, but that's kind of really all I've seen. I guess it really just it just depends on the access that you have to the materials, I suppose, but like I think what what would be kind of like the next stepping stone to that is just creating less collections like making it much more much smaller so that as you said you can go and buy like vintage pieces but you can mix it with like one or two pieces of designer you know and there are designers like Kim Jones at Dior who is really interested in what we're also interested in as well you know like that idea of kind of mixing streetwear and fashion and high fashion and and um you know music skate culture the same as obviously Virgil and you know I think that's that's obviously just become a huge part of of menswear today but like yeah I think I do think the houses should be thinking about that it's like how can we how can we use everything that's already been created to create something new right and I think you know what I did see I did see at Ye's last show it was like the materials were straight from the source you know I think I saw I can't remember don't quote me on this but there was like a cotton pant or trouser for women's that was just just the raw material like meshed together as a trouser yeah. you know yeah. it was like I was like this is the first time where I've seen an idea come together and it be like used in its raw form you know and I would like to see some more of that instead of applying all these techniques and running it and using water to make all of these materials I'd like to see how designers or how the industry use raw materials without putting it through crazy dye process and using thousands of liters of water and stuff yeah. you know and I think yeah. that's where yay has done and will be will come out on top you know it's like he's really into his whole natural production and keeping things locally sourced i mean especially they're so they're so back to back as well i feel like there's not enough time in the entire world to like have that many looks and like really really put your all into an entire show with 50 looks i mean i went to olivier's show the the balmain show was like one of the last ones i went to before this whole pandemic thing and literally he's got hundreds of looks and i was always tripped out by that because that's the most looks i've seen in a show ever and i just don't know yeah. how one person obviously he has a team but to get it done in that amount of time it's probably 
such a hectic process. And I think what you're saying as well, Jordan, about like this idea of, you know, now youth culture is about, if youth culture is going to be about vintage and it's going to be about kind of cherry picking pieces that are very exclusively for you because that's part of your identity. Like if you go to a vintage store, you know, like if you find a great piece, it's a one-off piece. And I think the more that that happens with youth culture today, the more the designers will be forced to think in that way where it's not about mass production. It's not about everybody wearing the same stuff. It's about creating like smaller collections and really making it more specific, you know, but but then the big houses have so many numbers that they need to turn over, you know? It's like they want to just keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. And that's the commercialization of street culture that we are not necessarily wholly behind, are we? You know? Going back to the retail thing, as much as it is dying for sure, you see all these crazy stores you never thought would go out of business as a kid are going out of business now and all their stores are shutting down all over the world. Nothing's nothing's going to replace being able to go to a store and try it on yourself. Yeah, because because I think it's kind of it's waste all the all the postage and packaging and sending stuff out and returning stuff and that's also kind of wasteful as well, but but also so is having like million dollar a month rents on 5th Avenue, you know. So so then do you, do you think it's a question of like consolidating all of these retail spots? that you can go to almost like almost like a Westfield or like a mall where it's I would like to see that personally like an eco shopping space you know like a like everything solar panel um so like solar run or everything's efficient you go to one place to go get your 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 garments from I think that's the future of fashion you know it's like you might want to hold on to that idea and, and not say all the details that might be your your retirement app right there retirement app i like it yeah i mean for me it's not so much about being able to see this stuff online it's kind of i'm also very impatient so i i would rather just go to a shop and get it there and then than have to wait for like stuff to come to me you know but that's um and also be able to try stuff on as well you know but i guess that's just what i'm used to you know because now online shopping is if you've grown up with online shopping that's just what you're used to right all right, guys, thank you so much for the chat. And um, yeah, I'm definitely really inspired by the whole kind of like recycling, upcycling, vintage shopping, how we can kind of like bring that more into like the, the wider picture of the fashion industry. So appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Fashion Forum is a co-production between the British Fashion Council and In Talks With Productions. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to find out more and join the conversation on social media, then head to londonfashionweek.co.uk or at London Fashion Week.